0: This week on Tea with Queen and Jay, is Will Smith a whole crybaby? We dissect that warm and fuzzy Fresh Prince reunion, but also is he a whole crybaby? Then the worst voiceover you heard in your entire life and what you can do about the Georgia Senate runoffs. It's Tea with Queen and Jay, people. Drink up. Queen of Jay. Tea with Queen of Jay. Tea
1: What is up with you?
0: What's up with you? Nothing much. I'm okay. I know we were both feeling ill, which is why we're recording later than usual. Yes, yes, yes. Um, but I feel a lot better. How you feeling?
1: I feel way better. Mine was just you know hormones, periods,
0: and shit. Mm-hmm. So I knew. I don't know what mine was.
1: Yeah, you was hit with a bug. it was. Not the
0: Rona. It wasn't the but Rona, it was but it
1: was a little bug. All right.
0: Yeah, I don't know what that shit was. It wasn't the Rona, mm-hmm. which I'm thankful for.
1: Yes, I am for that but yeah it was like case. a
0: bug or like a food poisoning or something like that so anyway that shit is over we're here mm-hmm. we we're are. energetic yes are we and we're podcast. <laughs> yeah i'm energetic you know, i feel energetic uh,
1: i'm tired but we could do this could, i was moving furniture are you? i was moving furniture and shit today so uh, okay. i'm not used to my body's not used to doing things no i
0: can relate i can definitely relate no i took mad naps and stuff i was just trying to get my energy up
1: welcome Welcome to to tea with queen and jay we We are two two women's race race nerds talking shit over tea dismantling Dismantling white white supremacist supremacist, patriarchal
0: capitalism capitalism, one episode at a a time
1: time. i'm queen
0: i'm jay and and this is tea with with queen and jay Jay.
1: And, and right yes if you would like to follow the conversation being had on this here podcast, podcast. You can do so by using our hashtag, hashtag T with QJ on all the social media. We love when you use that. So use it. We also want you to use the hashtag pod in and that just allows other folks to find T with Queen and J podcast. Follow us on the social media. That's how you use these hashtags. We are on Instagram and Twitter. At T with QJ is the handle. And we are also on Tumblr and Facebook. Just search for us there and hit that follow button. We love when you send us T-Mail. You can send us T-Mail at T with queen and J at gmail.com. Send us questions, comments, silly things, serious things. We just love when you do that. So just hit us up on the gmail
0: as well that's right every week we pour libations for the people places and things giving us black ass black joy these are our shout outs these are our cheers these are our pour one out for the homies toasted up to the ancestors these are libations queen what are you pouring libations for this week
1: i'm pouring libations for the that show half and half that used to be on upn back in the day but now it's on netflix because they brought mm-hmm. back all the i shows I am personally putting on libations for the shows because it's like one of the few black shows that's not really about anything that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. Nothing really deep happens. It's just like shenanigans and corny hijinks that don't even carry over really to the other episode. It's just like, silly, silly. And then it goes so- <laughs> Um mm-hmm. And I need that right now. It feels good to kind yeah. of just watch a show that I don't have to think about stuff. Like I tried to watch Girlfriends because that's a part of the UPN lineup that this was a part of. And it kept making me think about friendships and these people are trash. And at first I'm like, oh, that's this friend. (laughs) And I'm like, my friend don't actually, don't act like her because she's trash. I was just doing too much. And it was like, I just want to watch a show and giggle and move on. So I went to Half and Half and it saved my, my, my mental nice show to watch during the panty and i'm enjoying it it's like i watch every night i watch like two episodes and i'm in a good place and i go to bed i like it yeah what are you pouring libations for jay
0: i'm pouring libations for marsh's plate podcast the homie diamond had me on an episode last week i was on episode 161 hooking the ups Mm -hmm. we talked about hookup culture colorism dating the patriarchy and demisexuality i did not expect to talk about hookup culture when she was (laughs) like oh let's talk about that we we, she asked me to be on to talk about demisexuality and then before we started, she was like, oh, I was thinking we could talk about hookup culture and da 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 And it's Diamond. So I'm like, yeah, okay, sure. But also, why? <laughs> like, you sure you want to talk about that with me? You want to hookup culture with me? <laughs> okay. I mean, I guess. I have participated in it, but I'm not like a huge, like, you don't know Jay for like, yeah, a hook, hook up. up culture. Yeah. Okay. Not a hookup. But it was a good conversation. So yeah, we talked yeah. about that. Who we had a really a good, good conversation about colorism. Mm-hmm. So we talked about things related to colorism that mm-hmm. I don't usually talk about. Yeah. So I, I enjoyed that a lot. And I rarely talk about colorism with other light skinned people. Cause you I I can't be
1: trusted. <laughs> That's why. It was a good a really good conversation about colorism. And I trust you and right. Diamond. I've had i talked to you guys right. about these things. So yeah. I know y'all got the range. But that's why you don't.
0: (laughs) You're right. You're right. You're right. (sighs) You're right. Yeah. I think that was the first conversation that I had had like that. Like two light-skinned people talking about being light-skinned and our responsibility and role in colorism. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. I thought that versus because we've seen light-skinned people talk about uh, colorism together before. I remember
1: that time.
0: Yeah, it, that was not the conversation. <laughs> it was not about our victimhood as at light skinned people. It wasn't at so, all. Um, so yeah, so that was a cool conversation that I had never had before. So I, uh, I thought that was cool. Definitely check it out. And we talked about demisexuality in a way that I really appreciated. So, check that shit out. We talked about dating, which I hate because I <laughs> date men. It's gross. Yeah, it's not really um, something fun to talk about. It's not fun, yo. It is not fun. I hate it, but we talked about that. Mm-hmm. And overall it was a good it was a good conversation. So we'll put the link to that in the show notes. Be sure to check out Marsha's Plate Podcast. Episode 161, Hooking the Ups. Dope. This is the part of the podcast where we let you know how you can support Tea with Queen and Jay. But before we do that, we want you to know that we are still in a very clear fight for black liberation, the end of police brutality. And for liberation for all people. So while there are still protesters on the ground, though you might not see it coming across your timeline, that shit is still happening and popping off. In our show notes, you will find a link to bailout funds and petition lists. Supporting protesters is a priority. So um, definitely check out that link in the show notes for information on what's happening and how you can support in your state. There's also a link regarding end SARS where you can find out more information and how you can support what's happening on the ground in Nigeria. Yes. And then once you've done that, you can support T with Queen and J podcast. Yes. Queen, how can they support the podcast monetarily and non-monetarily
1: so you can go to our website teawithqueenandj.com and if you slide out on our homepage, there is where you will find two options two our first option is our paypal option and that is where you can put however much you want how many however many times you want in that pot no commitment there and our second option is our patreon option and that is where we're asking for two dollars a month two dollars you can give more or less, that is up to you. We'd like to give you the choice of what you want to contribute. But two dollars a month is what we are asking for. We also appreciate non-monetary donations, and you can do that by liking this podcast, sharing this podcast on social media, telling a friend about this podcast, rating and reviewing this podcast on Apple Podcasts. How many times have I said a podcast? Yeah, or so wherever you listen to podcasts. Yes, you can do that. And those are non monetary ways that we
0: appreciate you doing. All of that helps T with Queen and J grow. That's right. If you would like to sponsor Tea with Queen and Jay, if you would like to advertise with us, if you'd like to hear your ad on Tea with Queen and Jay podcast, email us at teawithqueenandjay at gmail.com. If you'd like to hire us to speak at your school or organization about podcasting, about white supremacist, patriarchal capitalism, dismantling white supremacy in the workplace, womanism, black feminism, black hair, or some shit you've heard us discuss... Or if you'd like us to do a virtual live show or consult you or your team, send us your t-mail at twithqueenandjay at gmail.com. So we have a few donation libations this week. They're actually really quick. We have a PayPal donation from Nicole. Thank you so much, Nicole. We appreciate you. Yes. And we have new Patreon subscribers, Nasif, Jazlyn, Kelly, Caitlin, Rosemary, shina and Nicole upped their pledge, so thank you to everybody who subscribed to our Patreon. We put bonus episodes on the Patreon. You can check that. I think we have like five bonus episodes up there now. If you have yet to check, so that is what goes down on our Patreon. We try and put at least one bonus episode a month, sometimes more depending on how we feel. How the vibes
1: are exactly? So I have yes. an announcement to make. Quick announcement. Quick oh. announcement. All right. So next week, there will be no episode of Tea with Queen and Jay. We are taking a break so that yes. Jay, Janicia, can celebrate the day of her birth.
0: That's right. Turn That's up. Right. That's right. Turn up.
1: I know you already started mm-hmm. telling her happy birthday. Keep that coming. Keep that flowing. Keep Thank that you, energy going. But yeah, we will not yes. have an episode next week so Jay can enjoy her birthday week. And um, then we'll be back the following week in your ears that's right you know there hot hot fires ears. flavor in your right. ears all that stuff
0: yeah yeah and if you want to send me birthday love you want to send me a gift uh i have an amazon wish list link in the show notes i don't have a lot of fun stuff on there but add some shit there's stuff there that requires time and looking and oh gosh uh, just whatever's there give me that. Um, so there's that. And then also, I have my Cash App info on my Twitter. So for anybody who wants to send me cash, cash, cash is always appreciated. Send her that cash. Yes, our PO box information is you in can the show notes. So You can send her gifts. you want to just send yeah. me a thing, you could just, yeah, yeah. send me whatever the fuck you want to yeah. send me, yo. So thank you in advance for the love. And if yeah. you do
1: send something, let us know ahead of time because we are social distancing. We are not just checking that box every day. So Facts gotta let us know or you know Facts. send her something that's alive it's gonna die okay so it could
0: <laughs> tell us that it's that it's there that's yeah right. the that's same right. all right let's get into the motherfucking show i mean no place child what kind of tea are you drinking
1: i am not drinking tea i'm drinking orange juice to soothe my i just needed to coat my stomach with something that wasn't water i've just been drinking water all day so no tea today no tea today what are you you, kind of tea are you drinking
0: i'm also not drinking tea today i needed a little bit of a ginger ale it's actually seltzer i just needed something A flavored seltzer something with a little bit of sweetness to it Uh a little bit of coldness to it Mm -hmm. yeah because i still have that like kind of like sick energy like woozy feeling and shit a little bit Mm -hmm. a little bit like weak kind of so i just wanted something cold and you know i like a spritzer makes me
1: feel fancy i can hardly speak i lose i lose control (laughs) (laughs) thanks over me all right. my pride um, you can't whoa. you can't not do the pride all
0: right you're right
1: my my my
0: you're right what are your <laughs> pronouns she her what are your pronouns she her they them and what are you affirming for yourself this week
1: separate from your pronouns she's not a lady
0: oh that's right that's right i just Thank had everyone separate I had from you. my pronouns yeah. i'm not a lady you're right yes
1: and you asked me what i'm affirming i am affirming yes. that i am a bad bitch i'm affirming that i am enough I affirm that I am self-employed and financially wealthy without trauma. I mm-hmm. also affirm that I am well-rested. My hair and fashions are popping. My body and mind are healthy. And that I will forever and always stunt on these hoes. Hoes are That's white hard. supremacist, patriarchal, capitalist. I'm just on them motherfuckers. Um, I will say yes to only... I will say yes only to activities that are healthy for my mind, body, and emotional well-being. And I will courageously protect my happiness. And then, as I, well, most of my affirmation is the same thing every week for the show. I affirm a continued, safe, and healthy reopening of New York City and other states and towns and whatever around the world. Because this is a worldwide pandemic. And I also affirm that your 2020 can still be fruitful, will still be fruitful. We'll still be abundant. Abundance, abundance, abundance for everyone. Remember that abundance is not just money. Abundance going to come in lots and lots of forms. And whatever abundant form you need, you're going to get that shit. So
0: Ow. that's what I affirm. I like those affirmations. Yeah. Thank you. What are you affirming for yourself, Jay? I affirm a long life full of abundance, health, wealth, sustainable, rewarding, and financially beneficial self-employment. I affirm that I am a writer. I am enough. My apartment is paid for. My rent is paid. I am productive. Opportunities are fruitful and bountiful without trauma. I affirm my apartment is clean and organized. I affirm productive therapy. I affirm healthy romantic relationships without a whole lot of exhausting fucking labor. Well, and I
1: don't know, girl. I, you be dating cis men all the time, so...
0: It's really a headache, I know. I mostly I know. do, too. But so, so that's why I had to update, I had to update that motherfucking <laughs> affirmation, because I don't just want healthy romantic relationships. I don't want to have to fucking lose a fucking limb, lose my soul, <laughs> sacrifice fucking a piece of my spleen in order to fucking achieve a healthy know. romantic relationship. That's where
1: had a, had a That's where all that sit had
0: I'm gonna affirm Strength my way shit. out of that shit That's I'm what gonna I be. affirm I'm gonna affirm my way out of that shit yo so I affirm healthy romantic relationships without a whole lot of exhausting fucking labor <laughs> and try also affirm trauma free living I affirm around the clock home healthcare service for my grandmother mm-hmm. and I affirm a bomb ass birthday for myself yes. and liberation and power to all the people and gifts <laughs> and gifts and donations. Yes. And all of that. All of that. And all of that, mm-hmm. yo. That's what I affirm. That's mm-hmm. what we're affirming over here.
1: Yes. All right. All right. All
0: right.
1: So, Jay. Yes. This week on the televisions, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fresh Prince of Bel Air. You familiar with that show?
0: <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm familiar with the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, world renowned superstar Will Smith. I am.
1: The, what is he the blockbuster like? Don like
0: blockbuster baddie? Yeah, July Fourth. Like, I don't know bandit. I don't Somebody, know. yeah, something yeah, like that. Something but like yeah, that. he had all those all those names. Blockbuster movie guy.
1: Yeah, and to, he's the
0: biggest actor in Hollywood, or he used to be, and now I think it's like The Rock or something like that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So like that that oh. kind of person. Oh, they like,
1: Hollywood liked them some black caramels. Okay, but anyway,
0: they do. <laughs> Tall, tall
1: yeah, black hair, Tall caramel. black caramel. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so Fresh Prince of Belia had a reunion on HBO Max, which I watched. Did you watch that? hmm And I was seeing the previews for it and I saw that if you are not familiar with the show, I think you should stop this and Log on to HBO Max. Yeah,
0: go watch the episode <laughs> of The Fresh
1: Prince don't of got Ballet. time Get to are familiar. you don't got time to be explaining Yeah, that. do your own research on your own time. Do
0: your Google. you <laughs> are familiar.
1: So mm-hmm. when they said that they was going to have the original on Viv, which was played by Jenna Hubert, come there, I was kind of like, "Oh shit!" Thinking like, "Ooh, that drama." Because I I live for drama mm-hmm. to watch it. I don't mm-hmm. want it in my life.
0: Right, of course.
1: So I. Although I know that Will Smith brand is not drama, they always try to clean shit up. They like into mm-hmm. like in my mind, I was like, ooh, I was you know
0: doing my little charade shoulder. Real real talk. After that whole August Alcina shit, you cannot tell me that they're not about drama. You never no, know. They them.
1: are about drama, but they like to wrap mm-hmm. it up and serve it to you in sure. ways that you forget of that course. they the they the culprit. <laughs> right,
0: you would have right, fucked that right.
1: motherfucker, but they wrap that shit mm-hmm. up and you be like, ooh, Will Smith.
0: <laughs> true. <laughs> like, true.
1: So, and I didn't watch it right away, so I watched other people who were social media pour out with, like, how they felt that they were crying. It was so beautiful. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh, this is so nice, and this, and this, and that. Mm -hmm. So, when I watched it, I was like, I guess I'm I'm in a space for feel-good television, I guess.
0: Right. So, that's what
1: I went in thinking
0: For anybody who doesn't know, so you fig- for figure out what Will Smith is yeah. and what, well, you should know what Will Smith is, but figure out what The Fresh Prince is. That's where you got to start, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. But more deep cut, Because there are people who who may have watched this and still be clueless to this part or whatever. More deep cut shit is that for the first two like and a half or three and a half seasons, Janet Hubert played Aunt Viv, who was, I guess, the mother figure on the show to an extent. Mm -hmm. And then her and Will Smith had a quote unquote falling out. Yes. And she was replaced by light-skinned and viv whose name we have not bothered to put in our show notes no. who's a lovely black woman let's yes. say her name lovely sweet. she gets the short end of the stick because we were all like no one has healed or recovered from the fact that and viv dark-skinned and viv was replaced with this random woman
1: yeah i will say wow jay finds her name not that y'all can see what's happening right now but anyway that has to be like that's a gracious place to step in because even this woman who stepped in this place that was filled with drama or whatever, she mm-hmm. hasn't like fed into any of it to right, come to right. any of it. I'm sure she walks this world and it's like, light skin get What do you think about that? You know, I'm sure right, people are right, fucking right. horrible. And we mm-hmm. have never heard her say anything. That's true. Ill about this other woman that, she, you know, like because it's easy to fall mm-hmm. into shit like that.
0: Right, she's right, like I'm grown right. like, tone... I don't have time for that either <laughs> exactly <laughs> especially when the tone of a lot of stuff at, at least in our internet the tone is always that we prefer dark skin and Viv and who the yes, heck is light skin and Viv exactly. and honestly when they the writing for um, so her name the actor the actor who uh, replaced uh, Janet Hubert is Daphne Maxwell-Reed. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, she's also married to, or used to be married to, because you know I like fun and You do. You do. Uh, Tim Reed. Oh, they're still married. Who's okay, Tim
1: Reed? You know, Tim know Reed is are. the
0: dad from Sister Sister.
1: Oh, for real?
0: Yeah. Don't oh, see? I love introducing w- warm hearted fucking fun facts. Yo, see, you didn't even know that was gonna make you happy. I didn't. I'm like, who the fuck is Tim? <laughs> right, right. So, yeah, so Light Skinned and Viv in real life is married to the dad from Sister Sister. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So on our internet, we always talk about light-skinned Anne-Viv like she is the lesser of the Anne-Vivs. And in reality, if you watched the series, and if you're familiar with The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and all of its seasons, even the writing for light-skinned Anne-Viv was was different. different. Her role was shrunk a little bit. It mm -hmm. wasn't as prominent. Her character was not as... I don't want to say that her character wasn't as strong but really I think that because she had less of a role in the show like less to she definitely had less lines
1: there were less
0: story arcs that centered her yes right so Mm -hmm. she just seemed to me she just seemed like a weaker character she was was just there right she did her part she was a good actor she did Mm -hmm. her part but from the way that they they wrote her and from the burden of like having to replace yeah. a beloved character yeah. we don't talk about her like uh she she's not a beloved character she's not someone that we we didn't for didn't, like, or have any
1: to be serious like to be frank we didn't even think mm-hmm. to look for her actual name until we were right now right. talking about it right yeah. right
0: right mm-hmm. right yes because there was always this feeling of dag we missed the original yes, and yeah. Viv. Yeah. like we had a connection to her role her character the way that she was written was really dynamic and central to the show yes. it was like a whole thing and i always felt sad every season even though i watched it all the way to the end yeah. i always felt sad that this is not the original and Yep, same, you know what i'm saying same. so that's a part of why it was a big deal that janet hubert would be on this potential reunion because we've also if you be on social media how we be on social media Years ago, after James Avery, who played the dad on Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, yeah. um, after he passed away, some years ago... Rest in
1: peace, Uncle Phil.
0: Some years ago, there was a picture floating around social media of the whole cast, like, hanging out. It, was, it seemed like they called each other and said hey let's meet up on such and such or let's let's have brunch or whatever the fuck yeah. and so there were pictures on social media of like hey look at us we're hanging out together kind of thing they, yeah. they weren't teasing a product or anything like that yeah, it, was it was just, just hey yeah. look at us right and there was no Janet Hubert of course was not there no at one all. expected her to be there yeah. that just it was just this constant thing that you know that they have beef there's eternal beef every it now was, and was, then it was the Janet elephant Huber in the room
1: was, it was the elephant yes. was always in the room
0: yes every few years on social media Janet Hubert would release a video reminding everyone about her vendetta Fuck against Jay-Z. Will Smith. <laughs> that was like a... that. Pretty was, much like, her vendetta eat against Will was, Smith. Drop eat the video. Exactly how she will never forget <laughs> what he did to her. Yeah. And and it was per- always the video was always performed with such intensity and drama and like clearly these people had beef. beef. And clearly, Will Smith is too was too wealthy or too rich to revisit whatever had happened back then. So I really just figured for the rest of our lives, every five years, we Janet Huber tape. would drop she'll, a video. Yeah, <laughs> about how she don't fuck with Will Smith with your y'all's precious Will Smith. She don't fuck with him. She'll never forget, and yep. that's it. Yep. We also, since her departure from Will Smith, we rarely saw her in anything. So I, I looked up her IMDb. Mm-hmm. And it's actually not as abysmal as I thought it might be. So she has actually been working since um The Fresh Prince. We saw her most recently in the, the uh, web series King Esther. Yeah, She played a mom in that series. But she has been acting consistently. I would just say not in very prominent roles. Because honestly, I don't remember seeing her in nothing except remember, for King Esther. Yeah, I
1: don't remember seeing her in anything. And then uh, she's an amazing mm-hmm. actor. Like,
0: uh, like talented. talented,
1: she can do as everything. Fuck. Like, she, uh, yeah, like the way we see Viola Davis. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. she could be someone mm-hmm. in that space. Like Fast. this, this bitch is talented. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So for her to yep. kind of be like become this kind of, I guess I don't like to rate things but just for you your understanding of things kind of like b-list or whatever yeah actor is kind of ridiculous and kind of messed up you know
0: yeah yeah so her imdb has her acting in at least one um or a few things a year but these are all like small small roles Mm -hmm. and she if you watched her on the fresh prince she's not a small role Mm -mm, actor at all um and so that is kind of and honestly i think that After having her career kind of, I don't want to say ruined, but that shit did affect her career. Yeah. Her experience on The Fresh Prince. I think that it's the fact that she has been able to maintain jobs and and maintain some level of work just speaks to her talent as a performer. You know what I'm saying? Like that Mm -hmm. people would still, you know, work with her. Mm -hmm. So anyway. That,
1: That could have also been because of the union, like... You can't just like oh, not, maybe. you know, like whatever. So she was able to sustain, but mm-hmm. still, still been like,
0: yeah,
1: th- that woman's talented. Right. Mm-hmm. She mm-hmm. like is she was not on that show for half of the show, and we mm-hmm. still are. Very attracted to when she was on a show. We Facts. quote scenes from when she was on that show. Yep. We do the dances from when she was on our
0: show. Mm-hmm. Like her you know. dance, her dance video is the one that goes viral that we're all obsessed with. Exactly.
1: So mm-hmm. she's a talented ass person. She's a triple threat. She can sing, she mm-hmm. can dance, she could be on any Broadway yep. stage.
0: Yep. This is a person yep. with went to Juilliard. She came from Broadway. Like
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, and when in, within that role, like you said, she was already an established career actor. Grown right. ass woman. I does this.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: No one here yeah. can tell me that I can't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, which I think is important. A thespian. Yeah, yeah. What which I think say. is important for mm-hmm. people to know and understand about right. her, you know. So, the reunion is happening and I am enjoying it because I do enjoy The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. It is a very nostalgic show. It is a show that I grew up watching. It is a family show mm-hmm. that I enjoyed. So, I'm enjoying it. Of course, when they get to the part about Uncle Phil, um, James Avery. Tears.
0: balling, Tears. <laughs> Just fucking tears, fam.
1: Right? Oh, Devastating. Yeah. So that did touch me. That did make me cry. It was nice mm-hmm. to see the um, the, like the actor who played Hillary. And
0: yeah. they
1: all look so good.
0: They look um, great. Right? Everybody looked great. They look mm-hmm. so
1: fucking good. You can still see all mm-hmm. the love between them. So I did like seeing that. Um, but then when we got to the Janet Hubert portion of the show but she had her private first it was like a private conversation that she had with Will Smith before that's what the edit mm-hmm. looks like that they had this conversation separately and then yeah. they come together um, with the rest mm-hmm. of the cast and they have the conversation and she's telling him about her experience and what happened she's like first of all i was not fired <laughs> mhm okay i was given a bad deal And I said no. And I said no. Mm -hmm. Which for me, like, I never really fed, I never really, um, my understanding of it wasn't that she got fired. I just knew they had beef. Like, I don't remember thinking she Mm -hmm. got fired. But I just like the way she just said it straight from the beginning. I was not fired. They told me I wasn't worth anything. And I said, yes, Mm -hmm. I am. You know, like, Mm -hmm. what I got from that. So when Mm -hmm. that happened, I'm like, yes, bitch, because that's, Mm
0: And she was not wrong. (laughs) She was not because I did not know Daphne's name until this very moment, (laughs) and I watched a whole reunion special. Okay, I watched a whole entire reunion special.
1: Special. So she's saying what's happened to her. Saying like there was things happened to me within my personal life. There was things happening on set that just made me not really trust everybody. You know, just what was going on and what really was irking me is that Will was like, "I didn't know, I didn't know," and I'm just thinking, mm. you could have asked. <laughs> like, yep. how do you see the start of the start when you start, y'all are one way and then it changes, and you don't even mm-hmm. ask, like, "Hey,
0: <laughs> what mm-hmm.
1: happened? Why did change? We can't. you don't even ask. You just get mm-hmm. wrapped up in your ego and assume." Yes. Whatever he... <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's,
0: that's exactly, yes. That's
1: exactly what that's you exactly,
0: do. <laughs> that's exactly what they do. Yep. A man? A young man? Yes. Yeah, yeah
1: a young That's how man. it goes down. Yeah, so that may me upset to see him kind of just like, I didn't know. Like, I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Or act like... Yes, he was 21. I believe she was 34 at the time. So her experience mm-hmm. with life and the world is very, very different. Yes. Mm-hmm. But it just... At his big age now having this conversation, you're still mm-hmm. acting like an infant and you're still acting like a baby about it. And you're still acting like, yeah. 52,
0: 52 okay. is the big age. I just want to underscore that. Thank you. That Will Smith is 52. You're, you're, 52. you're yeah.
1: still falling on that. Like I was so it's been years. You mm-hmm. think as many mixtapes as she's released. I like to
0: call them mixtapes because mm-hmm. that's fun. It's been 27 years. Yep. As
1: mi- she like and you're still acting like oh, I didn't I didn't know. Like come Mm -hmm. on, you knew, you eventually you knew, right? And you didn't give a fuck. That's how I feel about it. Mm -hmm. You didn't Mm -hmm. care, Mm -hmm. because there's no way that now you're at fifty two, and you're sitting across from her, and you're still like, I didn't know, I didn't. You've been oblivious all this time. I don't believe that. That's not. That's not factual. (laughs) Those are not facts. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: You know. What did you? What? What feelings did you get? When you first started watching So them
0: talking. So, he, they do this reunion special, and then there's a separate Red Table Talk, right? Mm-hmm. So, Red Table Talk, for those of you who don't know, Red Table Talk is a show that Jada Pinkett Smith does with her family. Sometimes Will is there. Sometimes he's not. But, mm-hmm. infamously, that's the show where w- her and Will had that conversation about August Alsina, Right, and that whole... Yes, Ent- the entanglement well, entanglement right? The
1: into the vernacular. Yes. Yes. Yes.
0: <laughs> so... After the reunion, then the next week or so, there was a red table talk and it's Will Smith and his uh, psychologist, I want to say, mm-hmm. his therapist. And they kind of do a show about the Janet Hubert stuff and explore more things. Yeah. So on the actual reunion, Will does not apologize at all. No. Right. Mm-mm. He doesn't apologize. And so that left me really kind of irritated. Dang. So basically it comes out. They talk more about what happened, and it comes out where he felt he felt like she hated him. Uh, Will Smith is interviewed on this radio show and says on the show that Janet Hubert wants it to be the Janet Hubert show. Mm-hmm. She doesn't like working with me. She doesn't like working there. And kind of like, we don't need it. We don't need her kind of Dang. energy yeah. or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. But if you get on a platform and call a black woman difficult, hard to work with, or whatever, that's it. It's a wrap. Yeah, it's a rapper. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? What she did
1: say to him, in
0: uh, and right.
1: on a special, she did say that to him. Like, I do yeah. like the way that yeah. she's like, she has a PowerPoint presentation of where mm-hmm. you fucked up. Like, mm-hmm. she, I, I really mm-hmm. appreciate her not holding back. I'm sorry, I don't mean to like jump in and go, whatever, yeah, go but mm-hmm. I really appreciate her not holding back. A lot of times, you try to pacify how people hurt us,
0: right? Because other right. people
1: are looking, because. Mm-hmm the power dynamic now Mm because will is the one who's more powerful in the situation and because you know for whatever personal reason sometimes we're socialized to this kind of like shrink in a certain kind of way and blah 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 i like Mm -hmm. that she was like no no this is what you did yeah you did this
0: you, yeah. you, I really
1: so appreciate it So in that.
0: their conversation, it comes out that she was pregnant at the time and, if, and it felt like no one was being understanding of the fact that she was pregnant. Yes. He acknowledges that he could see how he made it very hard for her and how the crew and the team were not being supportive. She mm-hmm. was going through, through a lot of things off- set off camera Mm -hmm. in her personal life but it sounded like a hostile work environment for a pregnant woman it did and it sounded like everyone was bending to the will of this 21 year old star yep and he felt like she didn't like him it honestly sounded like she's pregnant she's tired she wants to do the scene and he's probably joking or being Will Smith or doing whatever the fuck who knows yeah who knows um but that's what it sound, sounded like. Yeah. And because he felt like he wasn't being liked, catered to, yep. and he kind of says this in the Red Table talk, he wasn't being catered to, nurtured and all these things from this his co-worker, from this black woman
1: yeah.
0: that he looked up to, he uh, resorted to icing her out completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so that's what it sounds like—the extent of what happened. Because he doesn't name anything that she did to him, N- ever, at all.
1: ever, at all. Yeah,
0: and so to me, I was really bothered by the fact that in that reunion special, there is no apology. Mm-hmm. So in the red table talk, he does say, "I'm sorry," but it's not. It is an apology, but it kind of happens. You have to watch it. It kind of happens in passing. She, she, they, they talk. They're kind of wrapping up. Um oh just to be clear, says, for the red
1: table talk, they show more of the conversation that Will and Janet have alone. And then there's other right. conversations with him and the therapist. So it's not him, right. the therapist and Janet Hubert at the Red Table right. talk. just for, Exactly. Yeah.
0: yeah. So in his conversation with Janet Hubert on the Red Ta- Table Talk in those clips, he does say I'm sorry, but it's after she reminds him of something that he did and how she felt, and he's like, "Listen, I'm sorry." And yeah. da, 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 da. But no, it's it, not I, this point to the apology. No, wasn't. when she said
1: that, like, people will harass her son, like someone smushed a cupcake in my son's face,
0: right? And right. then he's like, "Oh my god, I'm sorry."
1: Like, so it, it, mm-hmm. she had to like really like go drive the and point go home as to and how go, this is affecting. Yeah, go, yes. yes. For him, he to didn't even- come
0: into the conversation ready to apologize. No, he didn't. Right? Mm-mm, he didn't.
1: Mm-hmm. She had. So to, like, I was, really I was
0: bothered. I was bothered by that, and then there are some things I was bothered by on the red table talk. Mm-hmm. So we can—I don't know if you want to get, oh, we can get into, into we can get that into a little bit. Yeah, yeah we can get into it. And I will say mm-hmm. that after being shunned by Hollywood to an extent, and having this terrible experience that Janet Hubert had, um, and so many years passing, I could see her being comfortable with with being able to tell her story unfiltered. Yeah, right on this platform, mm-hmm. have this conversation with Will. And I could see her not needing an apology to an extent, yeah. right? I could see her being comfortable with being able to tell her story. You heard me. You know what the what is. I already, I ain't like you for all these years anyway. Fuck your apology. Like, yeah, I it's semi too I just want
1: to say this shit out loud in front say of people my piece, because I've right. been gaslit all this time. Exactly.
0: <laughs> exactly. So, exactly. yeah, exactly. exactly. Mm-hmm. So I could see her not needing an apology but I was bothered by the fact that he didn't apo- the cut of him apologizing is not in the reunion special yeah. right mm-hmm. So in the red table talk there is a clip of him saying I'm sorry but again this is after like towards the end after she has said so much of what her experience had been Yeah I was bothered by so the red table talk is him Dr. Romany, right? Yes, Mm -hmm. Dr. Romany, that's his therapist. And they are watching clips of the conversation that he had with Janet Hubert. Dr. Romany was, during the conversation with Janet Hubert, she was offset Mm -hmm. in case they needed more support, which I thought was a great idea. Mm -hmm. And so they play some clips and... Overall, I thought this was a good red table talk and kind of exposed the psychology of how he let this go on for so long, honestly. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? If you're able to like read between the lines. So I thought that it was a valuable show and I'm glad that he did it. But they watch a clip of Janet Hubert talking about her experience, why she was hurt, Mm -hmm. why she was upset, her side of the story, what she felt like was done to her, what happened to her. And dr romany is like you know i could see that that is a lot for you to take on and i could see how that could be um you know you're taking a lot in there's a lot of energy there Mm -hmm. but then dr romany who is a woman of she's a woman of south asian descent i'm Mm -hmm. assuming that's how she appeared to be yeah so i am assuming not a black woman but you can correct me if you know her personally but this is relevant because she says that she can feel kind of the the I don't know if she says negative energy or that it also made her uncomfortable or whatever the energy that Janet Hubert was giving, she mm-hmm. quoted it as kind of like a negative energy. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the language that she used, which I guess that's important. But at the time it felt like this woman who is not a black woman is looking at this black woman and affirming that, yes, this is a negative energy or this is not a good energy or Mm -hmm. that maybe she is difficult or maybe she is doing the most or whatever. And that made me a little bit uncomfortable, especially since Janet Hubert has already for so many years been painted as an angry black woman. And in telling her story, if you don't believe her, she looks like she's still angry. And she has the, the she reality is that be. she has reason to be angry. Yeah. Yes. She has reason to be angry. She was iced out of the in- industry. And some 21-year-old punk told the world that she was difficult, difficult to work, to work with. with. Yeah. So that that made me a little bit uncomfortable. And, and he then goes does... on to be the blockbuster whatever he is. Right. Yes. You know? And somebody who produces mad stuff. Yes. At any point, Will, they could have had this reconciliation and Will could have put her in something, gave many, her work. Many times over. And honestly, if he don't do it now, then was the, any of this worth it? Because she talked about losing. This has cost her money. and This has cost her work. Yes. Yep. So that and then the Red Table Talk, it kind of underscored just the way that we protect people that we like Yeah. because she released mm-hmm. these mixtapes yep. every now and then she'll drop a mixtape about how she feels about him or whatever and what he did to her and da 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 and he could have reached out to her at any time at you know what I'm saying time. at any time the one time she released one the, the, there's a video that they played during the red table talk they play one of the mixtapes and he's like wow I had never saw that he said he knew it was out but his friends told him not, not to watch, to watch it. it and it's like how about You reach out to that person and you see just based on what we know about Will Smith, Mm -hmm. right? Based on what we know about him, his brand, his peace and love and making people feel good in the world and yada, 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 yada. You You clearly did something to this black woman or she feels like you did, right? Reach out to her.
1: Reach out to her. Why? Why should he? Yeah. What does it do
0: for him? Mm -hmm.
1: what does Mm -hmm. it do for will smith to reach out to this person it doesn't do anything for him which for me right now it does still do something for him Mm -hmm. for him to reach out other piece of
0: this and Mm -hmm.
1: that's the part that doesn't sit right with me either um just to give you a background information There's going to be a reboot of Fresh Prince of Balea that's supposed to air on Peacock, the Peacock Network. That's like some streaming service that NBC is creating. So they're going to do this reboot. And of course, the conversation is going to be about the Amphibs. Of course, we're going to talk about the Amphibs. We're in Mm -hmm. a very different time now. Like Black Twitter will make you have to address something. Right. You will have to address something because the Black Mm -hmm. Internet says... You have to address this. There's no there's the no, there's no, yeah. no going around this. You have to address this. So like when he would say like, I couldn't have this reunion special without Janet, you know you couldn't because we would have held you accountable. We would have held mm-hmm. you accountable because that's just the way it is right now. That's why I was mm-hmm. able to go on for 27 years with you not being held accountable because it was a very different time. Now, we're going to ask you questions. <laughs> mm-hmm. We're going to want to, you know, we're talking about colorism. We're talking about black how people treat black women and like there's too many conversations happening now on the black internet yeah. for you to just like bypass that so like now mm-hmm. it does do something for will smith to reconcile with jenny hubert and have this conversation with with her and that's the shit that's just like nah that's that's whack that makes all of this Whack to me. I'm happy for Janet Hubert if she has found peace and she has found some reconciliation and she has finally got to say her story and have people listen. I'm very Mm -hmm. happy for her in that. And when I'm talking about the stuff that makes me uncomfortable, it has nothing to do with Janet. I wish her all the best and I want all the good things from her from this.
0: And she showed up looking she, amazing that is a okay. bad bitch you see her legs she looked great yes she oh. looked great both days supposedly <laughs> the day before was when they had their private talk and then the next the day, day was, was when they she, had, had, she had different hair on both days yes oh she showed up ready beautiful it woman great.
1: beautiful woman so it just it just makes me question how genuine this whole thing is so i do mm. i do i don't want to say I do think Will Smith got some out of this personally as well. It does take a lot of work, a lot of energy to hold a grudge. It does. You Mm -hmm. know, that stuff does take a lot to, like, make sure you ignore someone. As a person who likes to hold grudges and ignore people, I understand Mm -hmm. that that takes energy as well. Right? So I am, I do think it's great that that may have been lifted, somehow released. You know, you know, like, so that's, Mm -hmm. you know, good, too, on that front. But I have the intention or I guess the birth of it and the start of why it why the conversation even came to play Mm -hmm. is what doesn't Mm -hmm. sit well with me. I'm just like, oh, you know, yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah that bothered me a little bit as somebody who is a good time person like will smith is mm-hmm. his brand is at least it was disappointing that it had for real been 27 years and you had not spoken to her that whole entire that time Whole time. and also how we get stuck in like okay something happens when you're 21 right i would say by the time you hit 40 you really you you know how uh uninformed you were exactly yeah And so like Why not revisit this thing and think about all the things that maybe you had not considered, or like that? That's what's weird for me is that you would maintain how you felt as twenty-one as being that was the that was the story all this time. Yeah, that that to me is like that's why
1: when he kept saying I didn't, I didn't know, I was just like that all this time, all this time to like. Be introspective and think about mm-hmm. yourself and think about who you were at that time and how wrapped yeah. up in your ego you were at 21 and then not even like, mm-hmm. that's why I was just like, you're a big 52-year-old age. You're going to sit 52? there and be like, I,
0: I didn't know. I knew. I'm, like, I'm, I I'm didn't 21 know.
1: again. Yeah. I had no idea. That shit annoy me. And it also annoys me because of the power dynamic that will... The power Will knows he has. So, like, Mm -hmm. even in throughout all of these years, he never really had to apologize or have a conversation with her because he had the power. Like, there was no Mm -hmm. need for him to look back, go back, or any of that stuff because he was the Mm -hmm. one. He's successful. He's Will Smith. Right, right, right. Why do I even need to do that? You know, Mm -hmm. ego can tell you that as well. Mm -hmm. And then, even with how. How because of his power, and I'm not saying this is to his detriment, I'm just presenting this, but because of his power, he was able to create the narrative of how this reconciliation plays out, like, make us feel fuzzy about it, make us kind of forget, you know, like, even though she Mm -hmm. kept saying, no, this is what you did. Nah, but this is what you did. Mm -hmm. You know, you see how he was trying to. And why did you do it, Will? (laughs) Why? Why? But because of his power and because of um, who he has grown to be, he knew Mm -hmm. how to create the narrative for all of us to, like, see and for it to play out so that when this show comes out, we we kind Mm -hmm. of forget (laughs) that this motherfucker ruined the career of a black Mm -hmm. woman for 27 fucking years.
0: Yep. Yep. You
1: know? So that mm-hmm. piece is just the, that power piece, that power play, these power plays that he is making that mirror mm-hmm. white supremacist patriarchal capitalism. That's exactly what the mm-hmm. fuck that is. Yeah. And now people are looking at this situation like, oh, warm, fuzzy, blah, blah, you know, whatever. Yeah. Like I said before, me and Jay are happy that Janet Huber got her piece. And I'm sure Will Smith also got some piece because it takes a lot to mm-hmm. be a hateful, grudgeful ass bitch. Right. I, I know. Right. And, mm-hmm. you know, but it's just it's just you see what's at play you see what's mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so that that makes yeah. me a little upset
0: yeah my hope is that i will see her in something that he is producing that's what i want to see that's what we, i want her to get an over what is it overbrook i want her to get an overbrook bag that's mm-hmm. what i want his mm-hmm. production company i want her to get these checks that she was been owed. that's that's what i want restitution
1: that's my like you fucking yeah oh Mm -hmm. you gotta overpay her now when you when you hire her well of
0: course overpay her so that's my hope that's my hope in all this but I am glad that this has happened Mm -hmm. I'm glad that we won't be receiving hopefully any more (laughs) mixtapes Um, because they were not they were not great. Okay. <laughs> I always believed her, but let's let's not when they you can't show, lie here. No, those when they showed the mixtapes for tapes. the
1: red table talk, that was the best looking one.
0: Because <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I was like, I mm-hmm. like, I don't remember this one. We've seen mixtapes with fucking weird filters on top of them. <laughs> the mixtape series was not. Good. It It wasn't good.
1: Okay, Janet Hubert. She was not asking her. She wasn't asking her son for help. That was the thing. You
0: were not. You were not asking your son for help. Or maybe you did, and he was like, actually, maybe you should just (laughs) chill on that. You know what I'm saying? But you had to do it anyway. And we get it. Because you were wronged. But the mixtape series was not good. Yeah, I hope that's I hope that's in a bag. So I hope we're done with those. And uh let us know how else we can support you. Because that we don't want to see that ever again. Okay? (laughs) We don't. We don't, but yeah, yeah. So I want to see her get more work and um, thriving. Well, you know? I do too. I do too. So cheers to that shit. You want to take a break? Yeah, let's take a break. Money. <laughs> do you, Money. Do you know what this year is? what every
1: year is all about.
0: Yeah, but like...
1: Giving black women year. your money.
0: Yes. Give okay. black women your money. Hashtag pay black women, okay, yo. Okay, okay.
1: So, so how do they give black women their
0: money? Well, they can start by giving us their money. Oh, yes. Yes. We do this dope-ass women Is race nerd podcast every motherfucking week. Every week. week. 10 times twice um, a week Yeah yo (laughs) And we could use Your loving Motherfucking donations Um, We definitely can Absolutely So
1: how can you do that You can go to our
0: website
1: Yo com. Hit that donate tab Mm -hmm. And we have two options there Two Two You become a patron Or you can just donate Through PayPal
0: You choose We Mm -hmm. give you a choice That's right On how you give us money That's right If you want to donate Via Patreon We're asking all of our listeners To break us off $2 a month
1: Choice. oh my god we're gonna get money
0: again <laughs> all the time yes and we're black all the time that's right are you ready to get into our pay black women segment
1: i am let's do it give me your fucking money
0: <laughs> Our Pay Black Women segment is a segment where we highlight Black women-owned businesses, initiatives, or just everyday Black women in need of funds. In this segment, we feature all kinds of black women you could be somebody who needs a new fucking couch you could be a black woman in need of lunch money it could Mm -hmm. be a black woman owned business who doesn't need your black ass but they sell amazing stuff and you want to highlight that business and so you submit them as a pay black woman feature you can always send those to our t-mail um as we know women includes trans women cis women all variety of women here at Tea with Queen and Jay podcast. We like to open up this segment to AFAB non binary folks. If you are a black AFAB non binary person, you are welcome to participate in our pay black woman segment. Also here at Tea with Queen and Jay in solidarity with the indigenous community. We also open this segment up to indigenous women and indigenous AFAB non binary folks. So that is who is included and welcome to join our Pay Black Women segment. You can submit yourself or you can submit some. Someone else or another business to our Pay Black Women segment by sending us a T mail at tea with Queen and J at gmail.com. Something else to note is that we are also black women. So mm-hmm. if you personally are a black woman or indigenous woman run business and you want your business highlighted on T with Queen and J podcast, we encourage you to purchase Ad Space on T with Queen and J if you can afford Ad Space. If you truly believe that you cannot afford Ad Space, you are welcome to submit yourself as a pay black woman feature. All that we're asking is for everyone to know and acknowledge and consider that we are also black women who deserve to be paid. We are also not checking your pockets. So. We're working on the honor system. It's cool. It's all good. No worries. Also, if you if there's a business that you like, you can submit them to. They don't have to buy ad space, yada, yada, yada. The just the whole purpose of that little blurb right there is for y'all to recognize game, recognize real. We are black women. So acknowledge and recognize that when you are submitting yourself to our Pay Black Women segment. Queen. Yes. Who are we highlighting in our pay Black Women segment this week? This week, we are highlighting the Native
1: Women Wilderness Organization.
0: Mm. And
1: I'm just going to read a little blurb of who they are. So Native Women's Wilderness was created to bring Native women together to share our stories, support each other, and learn from one another as we endeavor to explore and celebrate the wilderness and our native lands. Because this is day shit. now. Yeah. <laughs> This is theirs. So some of their goals are to promote women of color in mainstream advertising campaigns of of outdoor retailers so to get more in particular indigenous women in these outdoor ads things because it just makes sense. This is their land. Um, (laughs) Encourage the celebration and exploration of the outdoors. Provide education of ancestral lands and their people. Inspire women to get outside and and enjoy the outdoor realm. Promote a healthy lifestyle within the wilderness. Provide resources for information and community. Encourage outdoor education and leadership training for women and school-age girls. I also saw on their website that they were doing drives. um, it's, It's But just as you can see some more of the work that they do, they had Mm -hmm. a drive to give care boxes to people of the Navajo Nation impacted by COVID. They have other initiatives to help with curving the number of missing and murdered Native women and girls as well. So they do a lot of work, you know, so donate to them. You can donate to them on their website. We have the link in the show notes. And I will say it now for all of you drivers or people who have a pen and I don't know, whatever. But... Their website is nativewomenswilderness.org slash donate. And like I said, we will have that for you in the show notes as well. So give them your money.
0: Give them your money. I love that. Yo, thanks for that.
1: No problem. You know, I'll be trying to be hiking and shit. So I was I was like, ooh.
0: You have been hiking. Yes. I'm going hiking I'm again. Yes. Really? When?
1: Saturday. Ooh, where are you going? bear mountain again but now i have hiking boots so we're gonna do the actual like oh. mountain mountain before we oh, were doing wow. like the regular trails uh-huh so yeah i'm not rock climbing Excuse i'm just like us. a little more terrainy than before right
0: yeah. well bear mountain is kind of you end up climbing a rock by accident anyway sometimes yeah you it's, climb it's like being in the bronx there. in some parts of bear mountain <laughs> or like, yonkers like why i yonkers
1: i was randomly in yonkers today not really i was in queens but that hill
0: mm-hmm. was like this is yonkers the fuck is happening like just make it steps you know what i'm saying (laughs) like like, this is shouldn't i shouldn't even be walking on this incline this like what is this yeah yeah it's weird all right you want to get into some news that's not news Yep. let's do it i guess even though we were free we were still slaves in the mind
1: message So our News That Is Not News segment is where we highlight news stories that the mainstream media may not highlight in ways that we feel fit or stories that just are not being highlighted at all because who cares about black people anywhere? (laughs) Correct. But yeah, that is our News That Is Not News segment.
0: Yes. So our News That Is Not News story this week. I have been thinking a lot about Georgia, right? So Georgia? Georgia. Georgia. so biden won the presidential election um, allegedly i'm joking <laughs> allegedly right so hopefully this this attempt at a coup will stop yeah and he will be inaugurated this is a really on january coup, 20th by the way this is boring listen hey the more boring the coup, the, cool, better. the better all you right agree. i want it done i want it finished so, um, Biden is scheduled to take office on January 20th, right? It's always the 20th,
1: right?
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Does so it I matter if the 20th down.
1: falls on a weekend? I don't know. Whatever. Right? I mean. See? Not-
0: good. These are the questions that I have. But who knows? Who knows? All right. <laughs> anyway, it don't matter. So, January, he's scheduled to take office. And I've been thinking a lot about Georgia because... Georgia.
1: It is that's why
0: it is easier to govern as a president of whatever party you're aligned with right if it's your party who controls the house and the senate yes and especially for quote-unquote liberals quote-unquote progressives or whatever in order for us to be able to push the shit that we want especially for those of us who will be protesting right whatever the administration yeah. is mm-hmm. for those of us fighting against yeah, we
1: are still going to organize against it
0: right those of us right working to dismantle white supremacist patriarchal capitalism we are still going to be protesting regardless of who the president is yep. but it would be nice if when we protest the shit that we protest as we are pushing for more progressive legislation and shit and, and for change it would be nice if uh future president biden was able to push those things through the house and the senate without a whole lot of fucking uh, rigmarole and bullshit from a republican-led senate right Mm -hmm. so i've been thinking about georgia because really it's in georgia's hands right now there is a runoff there are runoff elections coming up in january u.s senate runoff elections between republican senator david Perdue and democrat john ossoff and the other between Republican Senator Kelly Loeffler and Democrat Reverend Raphael Warnock. Um, and so this these elections are coming up in Georgia on January 5th, mm-hmm. and I think that it's important that we talk about it because it affects all of us. It's not just a, a Georgia, Georgia thing. Yeah. yeah, what happens in Georgia is going to affect everybody. So I've been thinking about what we can do As people living outside of Georgia to help um, with these elections, Mm -hmm. right? And again, I'm not an electoral politics ass bitch, but I really can't with what's been happening in. Well, we we never can. I never can. We never. I always can't. Yeah, we always. We never can. I always can't. I would like it if the fucking Democrats won this particular election. So that we can fight the enemies that we wanna fight. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, sleep with a little I, less I want...
1: anxiety. Like,
0: yeah, yeah. So, important dates to know. If you live in Georgia or just wanna keep track of the upcoming election, and I'm looking, this is an L article where they put all this information together, and I'll put the link to that in the show notes. Mm-hmm. If you live in Georgia or just want to keep track of the upcoming election, there are a few key dates you need to know. Also, remember, if you're a Georgia resident that turns 18 years old before the runoff elections, even if you weren't able to vote in the presidential election, you will be able to cast a ballot in these races. So um, the absentee ballot deadline, that's already passed. But if you did an absentee ballot, there's a link here where you can track your absentee ballot. And again, I will put that link in the show notes. The deadline to register to vote right now is December 7th. If you are already registered, make sure you double check your registration. Make sure you haven't been purged. There's been a lot of fuckery going on. And yeah, didn't you say something about... There are reports that... People who have voted for this current
1: presidential election, when they Mm -hmm. are going back to just let me just check, you know, see, they have been purged. They just voted. Right. How are they purged? So, yeah, Yeah. just check to make sure you are still registered if you're a Georgia. That's
0: right. That's right. So, again, the deadline to register to vote is December 7th. Early in-person voting starts on December 14th. There's a link here where you can find your early voting location. And then election day is on January 5th. And there's a link here in this article where you can find your polling location. So how you can help flip the Senate blue. So once again, it it comes down to these two senators. So if they both win, then the Democratic Party will have the majority in the Senate along with those two senators. And Kamala will help help to push it it over Mm -hmm. into being predominantly... blue Blue senate so how you can help flip the senate you can phone bank even if you don't live in georgia you can still assist from afar one way is to phone or text bank for democratic challengers find a handful of upcoming events here and here so again this article will be in the show notes you can volunteer if phone banking isn't your thing or you just want to do more you can also volunteer both virtually and in person through both democratic campaigns check out the opportunities for ossoff and warnock there are also remote and in-person volunteer opportunities to work on voter protection including becoming a poll worker which you can find here in this article.
1: there is unrelated a raggedy auntie mm-hmm. playing r kelly and my building
0: Wow. And it's stressing me out. Sorry. What if it, it could be a raggedy uncle? A or raggedy, whatever they are, they nigga. raggedy.
1: Raggedy auntie, raggedy. raggedy. They
0: raggedy. I'm sorry that that's happening to you.
1: A raggedy, it's a raggedy person. Okay. Mm-hmm. I had to get that out. All right.
0: The ACLU of Georgia is also looking for volunteers to be poll observers or do phone slash text banking. Another thing you can do is donate. Besides donating straight to the candidates campaigns, there are a number of organizations working to get out and protect the vote this January. So I know a lot of us who don't fuck with electoral politics are not trying to give money to nobody's uh electoral campaign yeah, even no. though that is like all of this shit is based on money. So mm-hmm. You can donate directly to the campaigns of the Democrats running for Senate. You can do that. That is an option. But if you don't want to do that and would prefer to do something else, there is Fair Fight, which is a national voting rights organization that promotes fair elections and encourages voter participation and education. They are doing shit in Georgia. There's the New Georgia Project, which has both a donation page and an Amazon wish list for its volunteers. Mm. There's Black Voters Matter, which works to expand Black voter engagement through voter registration, policy, advocacy, and more. There's Galeo, which works to increase civic engagement and leadership in the Latinx community across the state. And there is Asian Americans Advancing Justice Atlanta, which protects the civil rights of Asian Americans, Native Hawaiians, and Pacific Islanders in Georgia and throughout the Southeast. You can also sign up to volunteer with that organization. So, again, we'll put the link to this article in the show notes. And all of the important links in terms of, like, the dates and Mm -hmm. ballot shit is towards the bottom of the article and the links about how you can help to flip the Senate blue from wherever you are in the country. Um, These links will also be at the bottom of the article that we're linking in the show notes. So, yeah. So I just wanted to think about how we could be proactive around the country to make sure that we flip the Senate blue because this shit is exhausting. And um, I really feel like it's easier to get shit done when we are protesting against people who are not official Klansmen.
1: I just want to not have so much anxiety. (laughs) Like... Mm -hmm. This has been a really anxiety driven for years, Facts. a little less of that so that I can continue my work would be great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, yeah. that's why I am with That'd that. Be nice. That'd be nice. So um, I am feeling in the mood to
0: throw a motherfucker in a pit. You down? Let's do it, yo. Let's let's throw somebody in the fucking pit. Who the fuck is this asshole? what again. Say what again. I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Say what one more goddamn
1: time. So the pit is where we throw any and everything that is trying to steal our black joy. That goes That's in a right. pit. You stay in a pit. We've allowed some things out of the pit, like mm-hmm. Rod and Don Lemon. That's about mm-hmm. it. But That's um, all. That's all. yeah, they're black. So mm-hmm. they're That's allowed right. to come out. But yes, that's what we do. We throw them in the pit. Don't fuck with our joy. Don't do that. Don't. Don't do it.
0: So, who we throwing yeah. in the pit this week? Okay. So, initially, when we were thinking about this episode, we did not have a pit. We, we did. Were like, Generally, we were, I feel fine. Yeah. We I were feel like, fine. you know, yeah. nothing is particularly enraging me. Yes. You know, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. But then this came across the timeline and it is infuriating and also comical. In the way that racism often is, right? Because it's
1: that ridiculous.
0: <laughs> it's that ridiculous. So I first want to give a content warning for audio blackface. Yes. Specifically, this is a an impression, a very violent impression of uh, what I guess was supposed to be a southern black woman oh at the hands God. of a white man. So <sighs> let me just... Yeah, so the voice actor who, the white voice actor who did this, his name is Kevin Rainier. He has since apologized and, you know, I don't know how great that apology was, but Mm -hmm. he has apologized. But anyway, so the story is that Dr. Regina N. Bradley, who is a writer and researcher of contemporary Black American Southern life and culture, she wrote an article called the art of speculating right Mm -hmm. so she wrote an article it is connected to her upcoming book chronicling stankonia the rise of the hip-hop south and so she wrote an essay it was published in fireside
1: firesidefiction.com yes i also want to note that the art of speculation the is d-a because i just wanted to get into how yes the art of speculating how right (laughs) like the title
0: is very aave the article itself doesn't have a a lot of aave but it's clear that she is a black southern woman and she's speaking in her voice right so i don't i honestly i don't know if it's just fireside or if it's fireside fiction but they hire this voice actor kevin rainier to do to read this fucking piece and i want to play it for you just so that you can laugh if you are not too upset to laugh or <laughs> laugh at how just utterly bogus and ridiculous what? this shit is. Yeah,
1: let them hear it.
0: Yeah, because it, it is so absurd.
1: Fireside Magazine presents The
0: Art of Speculating" by Regina N. Bradley. Edited by Maurice Broadus. Narrated by Kevin Rainier. Published in the Autumn 2020 issue of Fireside Quarterly. I'm a southern black woman who stands in the long shadow of the civil rights movement. Southern hip hop helped me navigate the contemporary black south. (laughs) What the fuck? What
1: the fuck?
0: The whole entire fuck. I'm a southern black woman. What the fuck? Is that what they think? Southern black woman. woman (laughs) Yes, that's exactly what he thinks. That's exactly (laughs) what he thinks. It was fucking embarrassing. It's shameful. It's violent. Oh, she could have read her own piece. It's a short. She could have read, read it herself. Self. Yep. Yep. They could have paid. You her You know to where do she it. at? <laughs> yes. Yes. But do you care to find her and pay her? No, they didn't care. They didn't care, and they they could not have cared about the listener of this. And honestly, my assumption is that they assume listeners are white people. So because. Why would they think that a black person would listen to this and think that it was okay and feel like they were enjoying it? What was that?
1: I'm a Southern. The first line out the shit is I'm a Southern black woman. Wait, let's, let's do
0: it again. I'm a Southern black woman who stands in the long shadow of the rights movement. Southern hip hop helped me navigate the contemporary really? black South. What
1: really? the fuck? Y'all don't want to hire us to do shit that bad?
0: What the fuck?
1: That bad. You know what? She didn't even have to she didn't even have to have her black body near you to do that because technology. Mm. She could have recorded it somewhere else yep. and sent it to y'all motherfuckers. Yep. But y'all don't want to fucking pay a black woman so much that you got mm. What the What is this man's name again? Kevin
0: Renier.
1: They got Kevin Veneer?
0: Renier. Oh,
1: Kevin Renier. Mm-hmm. To do this. So he got a check. Mm-hmm. To be a Southern yep. black woman. Like
0: what? I'm a Southern black woman. He's not yep. even a
1: good actor. He's not even no. good.
0: And mm-hmm. he was able
1: to get a job.
0: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Shameful. What? Shame. Shameful.
1: You couldn't even, shameful, you didn't shameful. even hire a black person from like Ohio. You know, like you could, like you didn't mm-hmm. even, like you didn't even, like you
0: could have hired any <laughs> black person to read this straight. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, people know there is something to a black voice that, and it's not with everyone, yeah. but for a lot of for black lot people, of you know when it's a black person's voice. It's yeah. a certain resonance to our voice that you know when a black person when is speaking. speaking. So you could have hired a black woman who you felt like phonetically sounded like or had the the, the sound of the essence of a black I'm woman, a black honestly, woman. from anywhere. From anywhere. You know what I'm saying? And let her read that shit straight anywhere. without putting an accent or inflection this, on it.
1: Yeah. Any Black American person, anyone, you know, like what? And then to me, when he said the title, I thought he was trying to sound Caribbean. <laughs> he was the art of speculating, because that the that art that, of speculating. that accent.
0: Wasn't, I was, <laughs> it was a mess. <laughs> Call me now. It was a mess. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't even the same accent that he used to read the article. To read the article, it was article. a mess. It was so fucking bad. a mess. And the other piece of this is, I listen to a lot of Audible books, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Usually, when I'm listening to a book, if the person's gender has been claimed as female or as I has been claimed as male or whatever, yeah. the or the person who does the voiceover will have this this "Quote unquote" sound of a male or female, Uh or usually based on. I sometimes I will look up. I always do this. You look up everything. I always look up the voiceover actor. Yes, I always look up the voiceover actor. If I liked it, if I hated it, I want to know who it is I'm mad at or happy at, okay? Yeah. So I always look it up. And their gender presentation usually matches the gender presentation of the author, yes. right? Mm-hmm. And so to even have a man doing this voiceover of somebody who starts off the essay with, I'm a Southern I'm black a woman,
1: Southern
0: is black is pretty ridiculous. Woman,
1: This is... Almost as horrible as what they did with that fake Sojourner Sojourner Truth speech that was not even a real speech. And it was like, they put all of the Southern inflections in whatever this pretend speech that Sojourner Mm. Truth never made. And Sojourner Truth is from New York. (laughs) oh my god (laughs) that's that but they just assume all black people in the the u.s Mm -hmm. Mm sounded like what southern black folks sound because that's we all sound Mm -hmm. like that so that's what white people did it's like (sighs) y'all only no y'all don't know i'm about to say they only know us when we work in their house you don't even know us then (laughs) so like Mm -hmm. forget that
0: but like what is wrong with y'all yeah so dr bradley so she posted so we learned about this because she posted about it on twitter so she's like what the fuck is this fake ass (laughs) jamaican accent though i was mad before now i'm pissed what the hell is this this is what you think i sound like what black women and southern black folks sound like she said being at the center of a minstrelsy performance was not was definitely not on my 2020 bingo card i am still pissed pissed um she talks about how hurt isn't the word, angry isn't the word. She says, FYI, the art of speculating is a nod to the Outcast series of songs, the art of storytelling. Mm-hmm. But you would have knew that if, you know, you were familiar with my essay, Work or Outcast. Yeah. Ugh. She says, I've ran the gamut. I've ran the entire gamut of emotions today. And the best I have to offer in terms of commentary is... All the women in me, ancestral, present, and future, are tired. Today has been exhausting to have my truth taken from me and minstrelized, is just Jesus Devante Christ. Mm. Yeah.
1: That's a lot. That's a
0: lot. That's a lot. lot. She says, I saw the apology. I don't care. I'm angry. Seething from centuries of silence, black women angry. The voice I speak with and write with is not my own. To have that taken away is unacceptable, unforgivable. And to ask me to consider it is equally trifling and unforgivable. So I want to play. She also I love when black people a... say
1: trifling. I love when yes. we say that word. Yes,
0: yes, yes. We say it with our chest. We... Trifling. We do. <laughs> trifling. <laughs> She also did a voice note of how that should have sounded in her own voice. Mm-hmm. The Art of Speculating by Regina M. Bradley. Edited by Maurice Broaddus. Copy edited by Shell Parker. I'm a Southern Black woman who stands in the long shadow of the civil rights movement. Southern hip-hop helped me navigate the contemporary Black South. When I gathered with friends, Southern hip-hop was the soundtrack. When I grieved my father, Southern hip-hop was my comfort. And years after my initial transplanting into Albany, Georgia... It dawned on me that Southern hip hop was the blueprint for understanding Black Southernness in the post Civil Rights era. Specifically, I found myself going deeper and deeper dives into the music catalog of Outkast, two funketeers from Atlanta that offered innovative and dynamic musical redressing to the question of where and how the Black South positions itself in American culture. So yeah, that so was how... that
1: was
0: so easy to just have a so easy black woman so easy. So easy. So he issues this video apology. It's funny because he has like 266 followers. Or he, last time I checked, actually, it was 265. Mm-hmm. So he is being unfollowed as we speak. Anyway, <laughs> so it was just funny to me that this person is getting all this attention. This person who typically has no followers and is like, no one is paying attention to this person on social. But he issued a video apology. I watched it. I'm not going to play it here. It's basically I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I feel terrible. It was wrong. He said, to be honest, he didn't have, he felt like he didn't have time to either learn how to properly read this or to... You shouldn't be
1: reading it, bro.
0: Exactly. Or to hire somebody or to find someone um, else to do it. He said that he felt like he was in a crunch for time, but he knows that all of this was wrong. And he says a bunch of other stuff. His
1: black friend moved. (laughs) So he had no resources and Mm no one who could Mm -hmm. just Mm -hmm. read this
0: yeah it seemed like a genuine apology though it wasn't a great apology i have to say somebody who would do something as horrible as this i don't expect them to also know how to give a proper apology after doing some shit like this but it did seem genuine but that's for you know y'all could watch it i don't know if i'm gonna even put the link to that who was fireside i might
1: anyway like who how many people heard this and was like Put it on a site. Like, like
0: I don't know. That was a mess. That was a mess. That was a mess. But the other thing I was thinking about when I watched his apology is that, that whole thing about not having enough time to find somebody. So Mm -hmm. that, that means to me that you're a voiceover actor and you don't know, any black voice actors in your community. Like we know, we know we, you and me know black voice actors, right? Yes. And so it just made me think of the ways in which white folks don't bother to network outside of
1: Of white folks.
0: You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So we, we actually got a letter about something. So it made me think of this letter that we got and it's about overwhelmingly white workplaces. So this person says, hi, I'm a genderqueer AFAB white software engineer working in the Midwest US after working in the Midwest US after listening to the discussion that was had in episode 269 about the internship that tried to strong arm a black intern into teaching a white company about race. I want to first apologize on behalf of the allies that work at ignorant places like this for stupid shit like that being so exhaustingly common secondly i would love to know what i can do as an employee of a company that recently to my horror revealed that it is 97% white the software industry is a rough place to be anything but a white man with a neck beard it is also a high-paying industry that has absolutely no excuse to be so biased. I I believe that the software we create would be much better if this were to change, but I have no idea where to begin. I'm not honestly even sure if it's appropriate for me to ask for advice on this subject. I've been, I haven't been able to find any groups that are already doing this work on my own. There are some groups I know of that try to encourage women to go into STEM fields, but again, these groups are completely white. And they seem to focus exclusively on user interface design, which feels like a sexist angle implying that a woman's place in software should be limited to making it pretty. Mm -hmm. The whole situation feels really wrong to me and I want to help it change. Thanks for all you do. I'm going to leave them anonymous, Mm -hmm. but thank you so much. Thanks for that. So it made me think of this because I feel like a part of this work as a white person who is trying to help dismantle white supremacist patriarchal capitalism within your field is knowing those networks and organizations that are coalitions of like, you know, fucking black people in STEM, black women in STEM, uh, black black fucking black folks in voiceover, whatever the fuck, you know? And I think connecting If you are a white person or if you're a person, a part of a privileged group within your industry um, who is trying to dismantle and would like to be a part of dismantling white supremacist, patriarchal capitalism and helping to break whatever glass ceilings exist in your industry. I think one way that you can do that is connecting with those organizations that exist. Usually as black people, there is a network. And I'm just speaking of black people, but this goes for um, this goes for all. Yeah, other populations. I'm going uh, other marginalized groups. Yeah. There is usually some sort of group coalition, something of people in that work network of people in that work in that field. And I think it is good to make yourself aware of those things as a white person. Yeah. So if Kevin Rainier was networking and in community with non other non white voice over actors, he may have been able to reach out and so, say hey, hey this yeah. job has come up this is what they're asking for you know i'm looking for someone who is a black woman who can who is a black woman who is also southern um but at minimum a fucking black
1: woman jeez Louise.
0: Just, um you could
1: start it with just a black woman
0: yeah but just that piece of where you yeah. find yourself at a place where it's like oh shit i don't even know where to begin i don't even know where to look that's where like this void ends up. That's where the the evidence of your lack of inclusivity as a per on a personal basis. Itself. That's yes, that's awesome. when it reveals itself. Yeah. And you find you end up in a crunch, you end up in a bind, and then it reveals itself to fucking everybody. You know what I'm saying? So and then we I really. drag you on Twitter. And then we drag you on Twitter. So I really that would be my suggestion. And that goes for everybody. Yes. Right. So there are times when I'm looking for somebody where we're looking for somebody to do work or whatever, or I want to partner with somebody who is not as privileged as myself per se. And I want to make sure that I'm being inclusive of trans folks, disabled folks, um, anyone else, you know what I'm saying? On a spectrum of marginalization. Right, right, right. Who is
1: sitting. Yeah,
0: exactly. Mm -hmm. So, um, those are times where I'm like, okay, well, why, why can't I, pinpoint someone Fine. from that background or yeah. whatever and i work hard to like build those networks a lot of times i'll I'll do a call out on twitter hey send me your you know your favorite blah 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 people who work on this and thing then y'all give us weird answers <laughs> get weird, weird answers and sometimes i get answers that is actually what i'm asking for but other times weird answers and sometimes totally I ignored get but,
1: weird answers when i ask the internet things i don't ask y'all shit no more. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um but yeah i think that that's a part of doing the work doing your googles is a part of the work but that would be my suggestion for this so that when you have opportunities when you want to build community and coalition like you have places where you know or groups that you know are already working on this kind of thing like Mm -hmm. this letter says that it, it sounds like you don't know of groups that are doing specifically what you're looking to do but i feel like if you know black girls who code groups who are again just focused on stem perhaps perhaps you can connect with people who do exactly what you do or perhaps you can donate your time to get more women of color doing yeah, or people like, of color doing how exactly what it how is, that is you this do. place
1: that you work a whole stem organization and then you don't know about afrotech that happens every right. year in the bay area. you know like mm-hmm. just like mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. happens every year in the bay area right. with all of that right shit mm-hmm <laughs> is Mm -hmm. and you know
0: so you know
1: everything you're saying but yeah
0: but yeah so that that i did i did want to include that letter here because that's what i thought of where he was like i didn't know what to do i didn't know (laughs) so that tells me you already are not in community with black folks within your industry exactly that's what that says so anyway, I wanted to throw Kevin Rainier in the pit. I wanted to play y'all that ridiculous voiceover because it's so fucking comical. Once you get past all of the fucking racism, it's fucking hilarious. And I wanted to highlight Dr. Regina and Bradley again. You can, you know I'll put the who link he sound to the article. Like?
1: He sound like oh. that woman that y'all thought was a Puerto Rican from the Bronx.
0: <laughs> oh, the one who parks the car in Harvard Yard? Yeah. Oh, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. I said it like I was from the Bronx.
1: Parks the car in Harvard Yard. Yes, that white woman who was pretending to be Appalachian—that's they sound simple.
0: <laughs> mess, 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 mess.
1: Oh gosh!
0: Yeah, so I'm gonna put the link to her article—the not the audio of it, but where you can read read Dr. Bradley's article. I'll put the link to that in the show notes. You can also check out her podcast, it's a Southern Hip Hop podcast called Bottom of the Map. You can support her via her website redclayscholar.com mm-hmm. and find her on Twitter at redclayscholar. So we'll put that information in the show notes as well. Yes. But um but yeah, I I wanted to uh, laugh at that. So
1: that that was. There y'all
0: have it. When we would heard hear that earlier. <laughs> So it was so com- it's racism. Sometimes it's just so ridiculous. It's comical, like it has to reach a certain level of ridiculous, and <laughs> and no one can die for it to be comical. Yeah, yeah, but, exactly, exactly. Yeah, this was that. This was that. It was a time harm happened, was like,
1: but no one oh, died. Man.
0: Exactly. So yeah. exactly. Mess, 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 mess. Hot fucking mess. <laughs> so we did a motherfucking show. We We are taking a break next week, um, for my birthday okay
1: if you birthday. miss
0: us and you are following us on patreon you can check out our bonus episodes if you haven't listened to our bonus episodes already if you miss us and you're not a patreon subscriber you can break us off on the patreon and listen to those bonus episodes yo check them out mm-hmm. What else is going down? Anything?
1: No, nothing's going down. Be sure to follow us on the social media. Be on Instagram mm-hmm. and Twitter at TBQJ. We can send us T-mail, J at gmail.com. Visit our website, twithqueenandj.com, and that is where you can donate that gorilla. I'm in a singing mood today, um, huh. and my personal social means is at the queen speaks, and that is on at the queen speaks with an underscore, and that is on Instagram and Twitter. Who are you, Jay, on the internet? Hey,
0: I am Janicia F. That's J-A-N-I-C-I-A, F. As in, do your thing. It's, right. your, it's your birthday. Do it. Do it. I'ma let you go. I don't know. I'm wondering if it's even fun anymore. You know? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I usually say the F is for savings, but I think um after my birthday I'm gonna come with something more creative. Okay, please you know? do. But,
1: I know you to be a little know. more you know wittier yeah. than that. So I don't, know. I don't but know. know,
0: but yeah, Janicia F on Twitter and Instagram. Hit me up. That's where the links to all of my cash apps and shit will be. Mm-hmm. That's where they are. Mm-hmm. If you can't send me cash, that's cool. That's cool. That's cool. You know. Love is cool too. I feel the love. I feel the vibes. Feel <laughs> so all of that is great. So thank y'all in advance. Word. Yeah, yo, happy Indigenous Peoples Week. That's what it's this a month, is, right? right?
1: Yeah, I thought it was a month.
0: Um, maybe, but I know for sure the week of yeah, yeah. alleged Thanksgiving I think is they made it grow into a month. Indigenous like, look, People's look, we taking this whole fucking month good i'm with it i support it. i'm with it too this week's hashtag is chronicling stankonia and that is dr bradley's upcoming book which you can order we can pre-order it i believe and you can check out her website for that information let this podcast was created hosted and produced by a black girl named naima and a black girl named janicia
1: T with queen and jay we turn up responsibly
0: Ew. Ew. Since you fucked up the macaroni and cheese, you're cleaning up all this shit by yourself. Junior, Dejana, nor me, I'm going to help you clean up. We told you don't put that shit in the macaroni cheese, but you insist on putting it. So since you want to do things your damn way, we're going to do shit our way. we get ready to go upstairs and go to sleep while you clean up all this shit for Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. We love you. But guess what? This shit ain't fair that we couldn't even get a decent thing of macaroni and cheese. We gotta wait and go back to goose for Auntie Carrie to make us some damn macaroni and damn cheese. Cause you decided to do some bullshit you didn't see off the damn internet. Don't experiment on damn Thanksgiving. Don't experiment on Thanksgiving. Mom, you experiment by your damn self. i cream and cheese before. Hell, don't try it with us. We don't want that shit. Auntie Carrie gave you the damn recipe. But you chose to do shit on your own.